So maybe, you know, before you go to bed at night, sit down and write out, like, if I could do exactly what I wanted tomorrow, this is what it would look like. And I don't want you, if you do that, to sit and think, well, I can't ever make that happen because that's the trouble we get into when we start to go, what if, what if, what if. I want you to have that as a guidepost because what happens when we actually think about what it is that we want in life, we actually start to act as if we're getting towards that. We're moving towards that goal. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our live series weekdays at 11 a.m. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for tuning in. If you're watching the replay, give me a hashtag replay in the comments and let me know that you are tuning in to us today. And for those of you that are starting to hop on live, welcome, welcome wherever you are tuning in from. I appreciate you hopping in to see us today. So today I have the absolute pleasure of speaking to Crystal Steers. Now, after getting her BA in psychology in 2010, Crystal realized she didn't want to pursue a career in any of the available fields related to her area of study. So she took some drastic steps and sold most of what she owned and moved across the country to a place she'd never been before. That change gave birth to a whole new life and mindset for her. She started Chasing Happiness, a business built around the fact that everyone deserves to be happy and live a life that is meaningful to them as a way to help others make a change in their lives. Through one-to-one coaching, a podcast, a book club, a public speaking engagements, Crystal has helped people to chase their dreams regardless of where they find themselves in life. She believes that everyone has a story to share and that others can learn from. Crystal, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have this conversation. I very much am too because I also speak about having to or basically having a business that makes you happy because I think that it can be a real trap that many people get into, can't it, where we go along living our lives and then five, ten years down the line, we suddenly go, oh, wait, hang on a minute. Mm, Something's not working so right for me here, which I'm guessing you see all the time (laughs) from the work you do. I do see it all the time. And it's interesting because I actually have this personal experience. So for me, when I finished school, because I didn't know what I wanted to do, the easiest thing was to just sort of start my own small business. And Mm -hmm. while it was fun and interesting because I didn't know how to do any of it and I was learning something every day, I finally woke up one morning and I was like, this cannot be my life. This absolutely cannot be what my life is supposed to be. And that sort of is what ultimately inspired some of the change. And so I see it fairly regularly because especially given the world that we live in right now, some people are just trying to get through the day. Some people are just trying to survive. And when you have a realization like, I'm not happy, this is not exciting, I'm not enjoying this, a lot of times what happens for us is we start to think, well, I don't have any other options. I have bills to pay. I have kids to worry about. I have, you know, adult responsibilities. How can I possibly leave this behind? And the truth is we all have the ability to do it. But for some of us, it just means what we need ultimately is like a five-year plan to get out of that discomfort and that place where we're not happy. 
But a lot of people think like, if I can't make the change today, then I can't make it at all. Right. And yeah, particularly high achievers, I think too, if you're running a business and you're quite a high achiever, you think, well, if if I can't fix it by next week, then what's the point? (laughs) Absolutely. And I get this a lot, a lot with my clients because they're like, what do you mean it's going to take six weeks for me to work through this? Listen, six weeks I know sounds like a really long time, but I promise you it's really not that long when we stop to think about it. Like if we all just stop and take a second We've been living in this strange new world that we're sort of navigating for almost Mm. two years now. And when we look back, it doesn't feel like two years in Mm. some ways. So I promise you the time does go by quickly. It's a matter of giving yourself a little bit of grace and understanding. Even though we live in this social media world that tells us everything happens instantly, nothing happens instantly anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. We get fed all these messages all the time, don't we, where it's, you know, lose weight weight in one month or hit six figures in your business within three weeks or double your income in this period of time. And all the timeframes are really short that they promise. Of course, we know logically that it's unlikely that if we're severely overweight, we're going to get to a size zero within three weeks. But we still have these messages that are sort of infiltrating our lives around it needs to be fixed now. It needs to be instant. It's that instant gratification almost, isn't it? And and that's part of the issue. Because we want that instant gratification, a lot of times what happens is when we don't get it, we think, oh, okay, I'm not meant to have this thing. I'm not meant to be happy. I'm not meant to experience the joy. I'm not meant to live a different life because we don't have that. But the truth is, and the research shows, the longer we have to wait for something, the more enjoyable it is, the Mm -hmm. better off we end up being. There's a sense of gratification that happens when it actually stretches out a little bit. But because of social media, we've sort of lost sight of that because we want that instant hit of serotonin. Every time your phone dings and says, hey, you have an Instagram, like you get that hit. And that's part of the reason why we end up so addicted to those notifications on our phone, right? The real world, honestly, unfortunately, does not work in that instant gratification mode. Yeah. And, and it can be, and when you are kind of watching the world through a lens of things like social media, it can be very easy to forget that that isn't actually reality. And, and we can get our own um, misery, I suppose, caught up in the curated version of someone else's life. Yes, absolutely. And especially because When you look at something like Instagram, for example, and I'll use that because it started just as images, when you look at that image, you're not thinking about the 500 other images they took before they got to that perfect image. You're not thinking about the fact that it's Photoshopped. You're not thinking about the filters and all of those other things. So you see it and you're like, well, my life doesn't look this perfect. Something must be wrong. And the truth is nobody's life looks that perfect. It doesn't matter if you're Kim Kardashian, the president. It doesn't matter who you are. Nobody's life is that perfect. Some people have more help. Some people have, you know, a maid that comes in. That's great if you can afford that, but not everybody has that. And understanding it's okay to be wherever you are, whatever your financial situation is, whatever your circumstances are, it's okay to be where you are. There are still parts of your life that can be enjoyable, that can be happy while you make the other changes that you want to make overall. Nobody's life is curated. (laughs) 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, these these pictures on Instagram, they are just, you know, a meter of somebody's home. Not even right. a meter. They're not even that much. They're not even that much. They're... <laughs> They're like 30 centimeters, if that's, sorry, exactly. I'm using metric, of course, and you're in the US, but you know what I mean. It's like this tiny section of somebody's corner of their kitchen. Right. And I'm sure if you spent 10 minutes cleaning up the corner of your kitchen would look like that too. Exactly. Yeah. It's um. So, you know, for people who are listening and watching and thinking, I, I'm, I'm stuck, I'm stuck where I am like you mentioned you know I've got I've got kids I've got a mortgage I've got a you know spouse I've got elderly parents I don't have any time to even think about my own happiness let alone pursue it what do you say to those people so this is actually something I deal with quite a lot with my clients and the very first thing I say to them is it's okay. It's okay if you don't have time. Look, a lot of people will say, I can't meditate. I don't have the time. I have kids and parents mm. and all these other things to worry about. It's okay. What you need to do is figure out, is there any spot in your day where you can take two minutes for yourself? Is there anything that you can do that might change circumstances? So let's say you've got the kids, you've got your parents living at home with you maybe because they're getting older. Mm. Is there a way that maybe you can have a maid come in once a week? Are you in that financial position so that you don't have to stress about having to do that? Mm. Can you have your groceries delivered instead of having to spend an hour at the grocery store? Make mm. small changes. And there are some people who financially can't afford any of that outside help. And if that's the circumstance, that's okay too. What you need to do is really sit down and have an idea of what your ideal day would look like. Mm -hmm. So maybe, you know, before you go to bed at night, sit down and write out, like, if I could do exactly what I wanted tomorrow, this is what it would look like. And I don't want you, if you do that, to sit and think, well, I can't ever make that happen because that's the trouble we get into when we start to go, what if, what if, what if. Mm -hmm. I want you to have that as a guidepost because what happens when we actually think about what it is that we want in life, we actually start to act as if we're getting towards that. We're moving towards that goal. So for you, if it's as simple as I want to be able to go to the gym three days a week, if you have that constant reminder, you're going to make small little changes changes to get yourself to the gym maybe once a week for the first mm. month to see if you can make it doable. Because the truth is a lot of us, if we sit down and actually look at our calendars, we say we don't have time, but it's because we're wasting time doing other things. We all have the same amount of hours in the day. I actually have a little sticky note on my mm. wall that tells me we have the same amount of hours in the day. And it breaks down. You know, if I'm getting eight hours of sleep a night, which ultimately I should be getting, and I know mm. lots of people don't, but if I'm getting eight hours of sleep a night and I'm spending five hours a day on my business and I'm doing this and I'm doing that, well, how many hours a day am I watching TV? How many yeah. hours a day am I sitting around and just scrolling Instagram? Yeah. When you start to pay attention to those things, you realize there is time being placed in certain aspects of your life that if you really, really wanted to be doing something else with it, you could make that change. Yeah. You just have to want the change enough to give up the habit that you have. Yeah. And I suppose the interesting thing comes when something happens, something else happens in our life that forces us to spend time on that thing. And you realize that actually I'm incorporating this other thing now in my life, which means that I must have had time to do stuff before. I'm thinking uh, a few months ago, for example, my dad was taken into hospital and somehow or other, he's he's okay now. So it's not a, it's not an issue, but 
at that point in time, I was then able to find an extra hour in the day to, you know, drive my mom to the hospital and those kinds of things. And I would have said before that I did, and I didn't let any other balls drop basically, but I would have said before, no, of course, I don't have a spare hour. What are you talking about? But clearly I did. I just wasn't conscious of the fact that I had that spare hour because I was probably watching something on telly or scrolling on my phone or whatever it was. But clearly I managed to find that time for that thing in the moment. Yes. And And that's what happens, right? You're forced to find it. And then you have that realization, that moment of, oh, okay, well, what was I doing before that? You know, this past Christmas, I house sat for a couple of people who I met. I just moved across the country again recently. Mm -hmm. And so I house sat for a couple of people and they were like, you know, here's the TV, here's the Netflix password, here's all this stuff. And when they came back a couple of weeks later, they were like, did you have any problems? And I was like, I didn't turn on the TV once. Mm -hmm. And they they couldn't wrap their heads around the concept that I hadn't watched TV in two weeks. Like, it's just, you have to decide where your priority lies. And for you in that moment, obviously your priority is your family, right? So Mm. you make it work. And that's, that's true of all of us. You know, something Mm. comes up in work, especially as someone who runs your own business, you don't have a Mm. choice. You have to handle it in the moment, right? So we just have to decide as human beings, what our priorities are, and they're going to be different every day. So give yourself some grace when you decide, you know what, the gym is not the important thing today because it's okay. It's okay. As long as it doesn't become a long-term habit, that's the thing that eats away at happiness. Yeah. And fundamentally, for all of us, our happiness should be one of the most important things in our lives because that whole thing, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup, et cetera, et cetera. You can't expect all of those around you to be happy and have amazing lives when they're looking at you and knowing that you are not happy. Even if you've got a mask on and you're kind of pretending that you are, people know. People that are close to you, your kids will know, your parents will know, your spouse will know. People know who are close to you that you're not happy, even if they're not saying anything. Absolutely. And and kids especially, you know, I think a lot of times we think, oh, kids don't notice. Let me tell you, I don't even have children and kids mm-hmm. notice because everyone I know has kids and they're like, auntie, today you don't seem so happy. Mm-hmm. They know. They know yeah, in they an instant. So paying attention to sort of where you are is really important. And giving ourselves the grace that some days are going to be better than others. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're not a morning person, that's okay. On the days when you have to get up in the morning, they're not going to be as great as the days when you get to sleep till Mm -hmm. noon, right? Give yourself that little bit of grace. Allow yourself to be human. None of us has to be perfect all the Mm -hmm. time. We just have to do the best that we can in any given moment. And, you know, you talked about we can't pour from an empty cup, You also can't expect yourself to be functioning at 110% on the days when you only have 20% to give. So allow for that difference, right? We often, I think, as human beings, we get into this place where we think we have to be perfect all the time. And because we can't be perfect all the time, that eats away at our joy. But the Mm. truth is, nobody is perfect all the time. You can only do the best you can in any given moment. And you learn from the lessons, right? You know, today I'm I'm a great person. Yesterday, maybe not so much. So what can I learn from that? How can I be better if that circumstance happens again, right? Yeah, absolutely. So 
I think this probably makes a lot of sense to a lot of people when it comes to, let's say, their their kind of personal life. But what about if it's existing within our business? So we are, let's say, the breadwinner in our family. We are running our business and we are, you know, we've got that we've got that Monday morning dread, that dread that you thought you left behind when you left corporate or whatever it was you did before. But actually, when it comes to your business, that Monday morning dread is back and you don't want to look at your calendar or get on the calls or go out to a client or however your business works, but you you just really dread all of it. What do we do then? <laughs> the first thing, and this uh, the reason I'm giggling is because mm. I've sort of had this week. Okay. I love my business. I love my yeah. clients. I love everything I do, but sometimes I just need a break, right? Yeah. And this happens to all of us. Mm. So when it happens, don't think, well, dang, I shouldn't be doing the thing that I'm doing because that's not the case. What is the case is often you're probably overworked, a little bit exhausted. Maybe you don't have enough resources, right? So ask yourself, what are the priorities in this moment, especially as solo entrepreneurs? Sometimes there's nobody to help you. So what are the priorities? What are the absolute must-have do things this week? tackle those and then give yourself some space. If you don't end up posting on Instagram for a couple of days, oh, well, you know, don't stress about it. The people who are following you are probably not going to notice unless you had a pre-scheduled like this, Mm -hmm. right? People look for those things. But if you miss a couple of posts, it's not the end of the world, right? Take a step back when you need to and ask yourself what it is that you are dreading. What's that thing that you don't want to do? Because oftentimes it's one of those tasks that we just, we have difficulty with. So for me personally, I hate the paperwork side of Mm -hmm. actually running a business. That's not Mm -hmm. where I find my joy. So can you find someone to help you with that? Maybe your best friend is really good at that. Have your best friend come over, have dinner, work on it together, make it a fun experience. Mm -hmm. There's often things that we can do for those those moments, those things that we dread in business that make it a little more enjoyable and help us get through those. But because we're so busy hurtling through to the next task that we have to do, we just try to get through it without looking at how can I do this a little bit differently. And for some people, it's easy stuff. For some people, it's I don't like accounting. I'm going to hire an accountant, right? But the thought never occurs to you because your business is running on empty and you don't have the money to do it. But often we can barter things. You know, we've gotten so far away from this bartering world that people forget. Well, maybe you need an accountant, but maybe that accountant needs someone who can handle their social media for the week. Like maybe there's a trade-off that can happen here. So if you find yourself in the position where you're like, it's Monday morning and I have no desire to work this week because you have bills and because you're an adult and you need to work. The question is, what is it that you're dreading? And how can I tackle that in a way that maybe I don't have to worry about it? And often there is an answer there, sometimes a little bit of a struggle to get to it. Mm -hmm. But often that thing that you're dreading just isn't the business itself. It isn't the thing that you're doing. It isn't your clients. Often it's just a task that you have no desire to do. And if it does turn out to be your clients, the thing you need to ask yourself in business is, are these really the people I want to be working with? Mm And if the answer is no, shift your client list. That's yeah. It takes time. It's a process. But, you know, I often have clients say to me, 
I'm working with people who are, you know, emotionally exhausting to me. Well, if that's the case, start to shift where you're getting your clients from. Shift your pricing, you know, focus on a different kind of client. There's a lot of ways that we can make small changes without leaving the thing that we started behind because most cases, you started it because it was what you loved to do. So it's not that you don't love it anymore. It's just that there are aspects of it that you don't enjoy. Yeah, I think that's really, really great to highlight to people because I think sometimes people feel like, well, I just hate my business and that's it and I don't know what to do and it's game over and I'm just going to have to close it and do something else, but I can't do yeah. that. Because, and they get into that, that that kind of cycle, don't they? Whereas actually this gets them to take a bit of a breath and a step back and say, well, let's actually assess what is good and what isn't good and what yes, can we yes. do about the stuff that isn't so good, that isn't bringing you happiness, that isn't bringing you joy in your life? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you know, the same thing applies to our personal lives because mm-hmm. a lot of times we have the same view like, oh my gosh, I dislike my house. I dislike this. I dislike yeah. that. And the truth is you don't necessarily dislike that thing. You dislike the circumstance that you're going through in the moment. Yeah. So being able to take a step back in any situation and sort of reassess mm-hmm. is really important for us as human beings because we all grow and change too, right? Mm-hmm. When I started my business, I loved learning about accounting. I loved yeah. learning about the paperwork. But then you get six, seven years in and you're like, no, I don't enjoy that. And that's okay. Right. In in the beginning, it's fun because you've never done it before. But then once you know how to do it and it's mundane and you're kind of like, no, I don't want to do it. That's okay. Allow that sort of transition to happen and figure out how you can, you know, shove that off to someone Mm -hmm. else to handle. Yeah. And I think also, you know, as, as we're recording this and we are sort of two years into COVID times and all that stuff as well. I suspect that there are many, many people who are listening and watching who have actually not taken a break over the last two years. They've been pushing and pushing and doing everything they can to keep their business going over this period of time. And for some people, perhaps it is that they just need a few days off to actually rest and actually take a breath and actually just reset a little bit too. Yeah. The thing is, you know, especially because we're almost at the two-year mark now, mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, next month that happens here yeah. in Canada. Yeah, same and, here. Yeah. So, you know, we've all just sort of been plowing through. We've been trying to survive. And we haven't actually stopped to take stock of what has this done to us emotionally, physically, mentally. Mm-hmm. And we've all, whether we recognize it or not, we've all been living in a state of sort of that fight or flight thing that you hear a lot about yeah. in the psychology world. We've been living in that state for a solid two years, and your body is actually not built to live in that state mm-hmm. long term. So you've been dealing with additional stress because your body has all of these flooded hormones that it shouldn't have on a regular basis. Mm. So sometimes it's just you're physically exhausted and you don't know why. And that's why, because your body's not meant to be that way. So if you can take, even if it's just an afternoon off and not stress about business, you know, maybe the grandparents can watch the kids for two hours while you just go and do something that's enjoyable to you. Even if that is binging Netflix for a couple hours, whatever it happens to be, right? If you disconnect and get a little bit of a break, you can catch your breath a little bit. You can do a reset, you know. I often say to my clients, because a lot of them tell me they can't meditate, because everybody hears now, oh, well, you need to meditate. You need to meditate. A lot of people can't meditate in the way that people think they should be meditating. And the truth is, if you have five minutes a day, 
where you make your morning cup of coffee and the kids are still asleep, Mm -hmm. you can take that five minutes. And rather than stressing about, here's the list of things I have to do today, focus on your cup of coffee. Pay attention Mm -hmm. to how warm it is. Pay attention to how it feels when you stir it. That's a form of meditation. You know, when you're doing the dishes, rather than thinking about, I have to make the kids lunches, I have to do this for work, I have to do this before I go to bed, focus on the dishes themselves. How do they feel when they're clean? How warm is the water? That's Mm -hmm. a form of meditation. And the truth is we can all find those moments throughout the day. It's just a matter of being able to stop and actually allow ourselves to catch our breath. That's the point of meditation. Catch your breath, take a moment, allow your body to reset. And maybe for you, that's, you know, a morning run rather than a a cup of coffee. That's exactly what I do in the morning. I go for a run because I find it almost therapeutic. Yes, exactly. And that's the thing. It can be anything you want it to be. You know, for you, it's a morning run. For me, it's a morning gym because Mm -hmm. I don't run in the winter here in Canada. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, for me, it's also the cup of coffee after the gym because I look forward to that as well, right? So it's wherever you can find that space. You know, I have a friend who has twins and a five-year-old. So she has three Mm -hmm. kids under the age of five. And for her, it's five minutes after the kids go to bed while she's picking up the kids' toys. Oh, Mm -hmm. you know, this is a brick. It goes here. This is a car. It goes here. That's where she catches her breath at the end of the day. So it's different for everyone. And it doesn't have to look the same for you that it does for your family, your sister, your Mm -hmm. spouse, whatever. It just needs to be something that allows you to take that breath and go, oh my gosh, okay, things are not as bad as I think they are. Because often we as human beings, especially in this COVID world we're living in, Mm -hmm. we're going straight to the worst case scenario all the time. Mm -hmm. Our brains are constantly stuck in that mode. And if you can just take a couple of minutes a day and say, you know what, it wasn't so bad. Maybe today wasn't great, but I did have a roof over my head. I did have five minutes to make a cup of coffee. I did get 10 minutes to play with the kids this morning. These are things that were good in my day. That changes your mindset so you're not stuck in that sort of tense emotion that most of us have been living with for the last couple of years. Yeah, and this feeds into a kind of a gra- an area of gratitude as well, doesn't it? Yes, and gratitude is really important. And a lot of people, I think, sort of take it for granted a little mm-hmm. because we often live in this world where we're like, there's too much, too much of this. I don't even know how to describe it because I hate the word positive, uh, toxic positivity. Yes. But, you know, there is this focus mm-hmm. on that. And for me, mm-hmm. it's not about that. It's about there are parts of the human experience that just suck. Yeah. There 100% are. Acknowledge them. But there are also yeah. parts that are really great, you know? Mm-hmm. There are parts that are really enjoyable. Acknowledge them as well. So at the end of your day, if you feel like you've had a horrible day, take two minutes to write down one thing that happened that was good. That's mm-hmm. a gratitude practice. And that changes your mindset, you know? I have a journal where I write down five things every night before I go to bed. Some days it's I had a roof over my head and food in my belly and other days it's this amazing thing happened. I joined this live stream. I got to have this great Mm -hmm. conversation, right? It's different for everyone. But I promise you, no matter how bad the day was, there was one moment, one moment that you can be grateful for so that you don't feel like your whole life is falling in around you. And that's really, really important, especially when we're talking about happiness and struggling and life in general, because there's going to be moments that suck. There just is. There's no way to round that. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. I'm sure even the Queen of England has Mm -hmm. moments where she's like, really? What is going on here? Right? It's part of the human experience. And we can't say, 
I only want the happiness because you can't have one without the other. We have to be willing to take both. The thing that matters overall is what are you focusing on? Is it the negative? Is it the positive? Or are you giving equal weight to both? Yeah, I think that's a really great point, actually, is that in terms of wanting more happiness in our lives or wanting to be happy, feeling like we are unhappy, there will always be times where you feel unhappy because that is part of the emotional, is it called a wheel? I think it's called a wheel, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say spectrum, but I think it's called yeah. a wheel. Um and, and and that, you know, that is an emotion that we are supposed to have at some points in our days, in our lives. Yes. It's just if the unhappiness is the predominant feeling, yes. then we have something that we need to work on. Yes, absolutely. And, and we often focus on those negative things because, mm -hmm. you know, whether we want to have the acknowledgement or not, you know, our brains were meant to keep us alive, to yeah. survive as a species. They were mm -hmm. never meant to function in this world that we live in now with all this technology and all this sort of safety around us. So now our brains focus on the things that we think could be threats and we live in a constant state of, well, what if, what if, what if, what if? The problem with what if is what if might not ever happen. Yeah. So let's look in the moment of where we actually are and what's exactly in front of us mm. and living in a place where you can experience the whole wheel, where you can allow yourself the sadness and the joy and the anger and the frustration and all the other stuff that comes along with that. Mm. You are going to be in a far better state to actually look at your life from the place of well, you know what? I am happy most of the time and, mm -hmm. and things aren't as bad as I thought they were. Mm -hmm. COVID has sort of given us this weird, in a lot of ways, a blessing and a curse mm -hmm. because we're surrounded by all this negativity and all of this like fear, fear, fear. But I think it's also given people the ability to look at their lives and go, what do I really want? Yeah, I oh, agree. I think really it's really important. I think it's definitely done that for people. I think that, yes, there have been some people that, you know, we're not obviously playing down anyone who's lost somebody or somebody who's horrendously been ill with COVID. But a lot of people, particularly, you know, more kind of well-off, middle-class type people have had a, it has kind of given people a time to pause and think and assess, you know, things like working from home, a lot of people now are saying, well, I really kind of liked working from home and I want to do that more because I yes. get to do the school run, because I get to be at home when my kids come home. And actually it's opened up people's eyes to alternatives that perhaps they never would have had exposure to before. They would have never been able to, to even bring up conversations before around these things. So for those types of situations, there have definitely been some positives that have come out of it. And let's face it, after what we've all been through for the last two years, we deserve some positives, quite frankly, out of the entire situation. And I think, I think it has given people a time to ass just assess their lives a bit more. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's given people the ability to really sit down and ask themselves personally, as well as a family unit, what's really important to us? What's the thing that really matters? You know, for me, travel has always been a really huge part of my life mm -hmm. since I started to make my life journey change. And I haven't really been able to travel the last couple of years. 
certainly not outside of my country. And how do you make that happen if that's something that's really important to you in a safe way that mm-hmm. feels genuinely okay to you mm-hmm. and your family? Well, yeah. for me, that was I started traveling locally. I started exploring yeah. my local areas when the government said it was okay to do so, mm-hmm. you know, maintaining whatever the regulations were. And so it didn't feel like I was necessarily missing the same thing. And a lot of times that's all it takes is for us to take that step back, reassess and say, you know what, here's our priorities. Maybe for you and your family, it means sitting down and actually, you know, forming sort of a list. Here's the things that matter to us. Every day we want to be kind to each other. You know, Mm -hmm. having that acknowledgement and that awareness of it is going to make you Mm -hmm. act in a way that you're striving towards reaching that goal on a regular basis. Yeah, you actually made me think of um, our kids' school. They have these like three words that are the the three words. My kids are um, just little; they're they're five and seven, so they're just small. But the school has these three words that the school lives by, and you know they often speak about them in school as what they want to live by. And kind, caring, and fair are the three words. Aww. But actually, maybe we need that as families as well. Maybe we need these kind of overarching things that our families actually stand for. Absolutely. And I don't think it's necessarily just family, you know? I think we need them personally because mine are going to be different than yours and yours might be different than your kids, right? Mm -hmm. We need them personally. We need them professionally. You know, Mm -hmm. every day in my business, I ask myself, how do I want to show up today? What is it that I want to show up as today? And, you know, nine times out of 10 for me, that's just kindness. I want to show up with love and kindness today. And how you present yourself throughout the course Mm -hmm. of that day is is different depending on what you're going through. But Mm -hmm. if you can remember that love and that kindness, Mm -hmm. you try to show up with that love and that kindness. So yeah, absolutely. Having those sort of, whether you want to call them, you know, a mantra, a family motto, like -hmm. whatever it happens to be, even if it's just a sticky note with one word, you know, pasted Mm -hmm. to your refrigerator so that you can remember it, whatever it is, it's kind of like a guiding principle. And it's Mm -hmm. really important for us all to have them because, we right now, more than ever before, we need to know who we are in a wildly changing, adapting, consistently crazy world. And if you know who you are and how you're going to show up, what's happening around you isn't going to matter as much because you're going to show up the way you want to regardless. Yeah, I think that's really important. And I think a lot of people do do lose that. Um And, and often when they start a business, they lose who they are because your identity can often be tied up in your career or in your kids or or kind of whatever you're doing in that moment rather than being a separate thing to what you do. So I think a lot of people can lose the what they do and who they are and they kind of get meshed together. Yes, absolutely. And this happens especially for those people who do start businesses Mm -hmm. because your identity becomes so tied to that business. You get sort of this tunnel vision focus. I am only this thing. I am only this Mm -hmm. thing. And the one thing I love most in the whole world is telling people I am not one thing. 
I am not one thing as a human. I am not one thing as a woman. I am not one thing as a business owner. I have 16 different things that I do within my business. I have 16 different things that I do outside of my business, right? So that tunnel vision really, it gets us to a place where we're not just unhappy, but where we're frustrated because we think we can't move outside of that box. And, you know, for anybody who's ever heard of someone like Gary Vee, you Mm. know, there are successful people who do hundreds of different things. You know, Elon Musk has different businesses. Mm. Like, we have to allow ourselves that freedom and that creativity to be more than just one thing. You are more than one thing as a mom. You are Mm. more than one thing as a wife. You are more than one thing as a daughter, right? Allow yourself that freedom within your business, too. You are not just somebody who runs a business. You're an entrepreneur. You're somebody who is running a business, but you're also maybe somebody who's inspiring someone else. You're somebody Mm -hmm. who's teaching someone something. You're helping people grow. Like there's all these different umbrellas that fit underneath that we often overlook because we're so focused in that little tunnel vision. That's so true. And I um, I often struggle with the social media bios because I try and list all the things that I think I should be listing, but there's never enough characters to list all the things. Right. <laughs> so I, uh, I completely get that. The, the We are multiple things to multiple people in multiple areas of our lives. And actually, we are not just that one thing. And once we understand the broader sphere of what makes us happy, then that plays into all the things that we are in all the areas. Yes. And and often, you know, I think because we live in the world we do, we get so stuck on that idea of the one thing. And so when we're talking about happiness, well, the only thing that makes me happy is my family. Well, that can't be the only thing that makes you happy because what happens if you don't have a family? Heaven forbid someday something happens. Yeah then what happens? You know, the truth is for all of us, it's multiple things. You know, I love to paint. I love to draw. Mm -hmm. I love to create things with my hands, but I also love baking. I love cleaning. You know, Mm -hmm. all of these things bring me joy in different ways. My friends, my relationships, you know, going shopping because that's who I am, right? Mm -hmm. So all of these different things bring you joy in different ways at different levels. And we need to allow for all of them in our lives as well. Your, Your happiness doesn't just come from one place. The majority of it might come from one place, especially if you have a family, right? When you have kids, like kids are your whole world. So like, I'm not saying shove them aside. (laughs) I'm saying, you know, sure, maybe they're 80% of your overall Mm -hmm. happiness, but where's the other 20% coming from or whatever your breakdown is, Mm -hmm. right? Allow for the differences because if we've learned anything in the last couple of years, it's that sometimes some aspect of our life is going to be removed for whatever the circumstance is. What do you do when that gets removed? If that's the thing you relied on for your happiness, your socialization, your joy, like what do you do when you don't have that anymore, right? Mm -hmm. And that's how we've all been navigating this world as business owners, as people for the last couple of years. How do I do this if I don't have this one aspect? Create multiple ways to create it in your life business, personal, everything, right? If you have multiple things that you can go to in order to get that, then you're never really losing regardless of what's happening in the world. Yeah, absolutely. We um, we actually started up when um, when travel was forbidden, we started up a family Zoom call. We used to have a family quiz every week or every couple of weeks um, instead of traveling to see oh, people. Oh, I love that. And, and it was it was really lovely and we've actually kept it going because awesome. we ended up um having sort of more people 
from all over the world actually coming on that are family that we wouldn't see that frequently but now we see them more frequently because we have these these zoom sessions and actually it's just sometimes about tweaking those things to suit the current situation that you're in whether that be that you're in lockdowns or whether that be the current situation is you only have five minutes to do X, Y, and Z. Or the current right. situation is you started a business, so you can't do this over here. But actually, let's tweak the this over here to be something over here that you can do. Exactly. And and that's that flexibility, right? Mm. That flexibility is so important in all our areas of life, yeah. especially in business. Because I think before COVID, in my experience, what I heard from people was, I have to do things this way because this is what's working. And then mm. COVID came and people suddenly couldn't do it that way anymore. Yeah. And they were like, I don't know how to make it work. Mm -hmm. And there was a panic everywhere from business owners. How do I make it work? How do I make yeah. it work? And the truth is, we as human beings are actually really adaptable mm. people. We mm. just forget that because we live in this world that everything is kind of conveniently given to us now. And we mm. forget we can do those hard things when we have to, right? So you find yeah. ways to adapt, be flexible. And sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable, but that's okay. It can mm. be uncomfortable and you can still get to the other side of it. And then when you get to the other side, it's even more enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that. Um, Crystal, I have massively enjoyed this conversation. I think it's such an important area um, in people's businesses and people's lives. I think it's just huge. And I think it's something that we sometimes just push down and forget about. But actually, it's what makes our lives worth everything. So um, I massively appreciate you coming on today. Crystal, why don't you tell us where people can find out more about you, where you hang out online and all that good stuff? Yes. Well, thank you for having me. This has been amazing. And I actually could probably talk to you all day. So. I, know, I feel like we could go on for our former hours. <laughs> we probably shouldn't though. <laughs> so people can find me at um, chasinghappiness.ca is probably the best place because the website has right. all of the social media links and everything. I am on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram. Honestly, Instagram is kind of my jam because I mm. love being able to just pop on and do a live every once in a while. I love right. showing pictures because I'm one of those people that says like, here's this curated but oh, guess what? Here's this not curated part of my life. Um, I like to remind people about the reality of it all. Yeah. Um, and I really do just sometimes love looking at things that are pretty. And so Instagram is where I live. That's if you really want me, that's probably where you'll find me. But the website is chasinghappiness.ca for anyone who wants to reach out. Amazing. And we'll also put these uh, links and everything in the show notes as well so that people can uh, access them there when this goes up on the podcast. Crystal, thank you again for um, for chatting to me. Everyone who's watching, thank you so much for tuning in as well. We appreciate your time. And uh, I'm sure we will speak very soon. Take care, yeah. everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you got lots of value from this episode. Now, if you're struggling with any accounting things for your business, I'd love to help. Make sure you reach out to me at podcast at annetteandco.co.uk. That's podcast at annetteandco.co.uk and let me know how I can help. Of course, remember to subscribe to this podcast as well. Thanks again.